She could buy a new couch. Well, half a couch. A cushion, maybe. Is that it? Are we done? Her realtor, John Barnes, looked across the table at the owner's lawyer, John Barney. Like that never got confusing. I think we're okay here. How about you, John? Fine, John. Kathy? John number one stood to shake her hand. I hope you'll be very happy in your new house. I have to say it's nice that something positive could come out of a tragedy. Thanks, John, she replied, barely listening. She was too busy mentally redecorating her new fixer-upper. Then she shook hands with her John number two. John? She scooped up the folder with roughly 1,212 pieces of paperwork and carefully tucked her check in her purse. Okay, well, I guess I'll go check out the new house. My new house. Congratulations, John number two said. Good luck, John number one said. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good one. She skipped out the doorway, remembered herself, then said to hell with it and skipped the rest of the way to her car. The last time she had skipped to anything, she had had a consuming interest in Super Bowls and Lickamade. She still liked Lickamade, but everything else had changed. She drove straight to 1001 Tyler Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota, parked in her driveway, and stared up at her house. Her house. Even now, she couldn't believe it was real. All those years of saving, of making a pair of shoes last two years and a suit last four, of going without nice vacations and pricey clothes and fancy cars, lobster tails and caviar, not that she could abide fish eggs, but still, had finally paid off. She was a homeowner. She climbed out of her car, yet another sacrifice to her new home. It was a 1994 Ford Taurus and it wheezed in the cold, and stood in her yard, then strolled around the her property. The turrets in particular delighted her, like something Rapunzel would hang out in. And the mini porch up on the roof, the bay windows, the huge kitchen. It seemed especially huge after years of apartment efficiencies. It definitely needed work. For one thing, the house wasn't really pink. Over the years, the deep red had faded. It had probably looked a lot nicer in 1897. The porch steps looked downright dangerous, a lawsuit waiting to happen, and the fence looked like broken teeth. The garden had been, to put it politely, overrun. It wasn't surprising. The woman who had sold the house to Kathy had been, at rough guess, a thousand years old. Not that she had seen the woman, but Kathy knew she was an original descendant of the family who had built the home. Spry, she was not. The house had, understandably, eventually been too much for her. That was all right. That was, in fact, the only reason Kathy had been able to afford a 2,800-square-foot home at her age on her salary and she had wanted this place the moment she saw it on the Edina Realty website. Not because it was big, although that was nice, but because it was a home, 
It had character. And if it needed work, well, Kathy had never been afraid to get her hands dirty. She heard a pounding and looked over to the yard on her left. A shirtless fellow had his back to her, had something set up on those whatchamacallums, the things you set something on when you were going to hammer them, or something. Horses? No, that couldn't be right. Anyway, the guy was really pounding away, and sweat was gleaming across his broad back. It was only May, but Kathy felt herself start to sweat in response. Oofta. Broad back. Narrow waist. Tool belt. Faded jeans. It was like watching a Bowflex commercial. He turned, still holding the hammer, and their gaze met across the low hedge. How romantic. She could see how dark his eyes were from all the way across her yard. Gorgeous brown eyes, full mouth, aquiline nose, strong chin, long neck.